Hey guys, it's Tiffany here from Down for the Count. Listen, early on this week, we had a little bit of technical difficulties getting our podcast out to you on our regular schedule. But don't worry, from here on out, we'll make sure these podcasts come out like they're supposed to. So I hope you guys enjoy the pre-recorded content for Down for the Count, and we'll see you guys next week. to an extra special episode of the newest wrestling podcast ready to take over the internet down for the count i am the hot mess known as alexis and with me are two of the best women i know on my left she's the only person who would let bray wyatt in nicole hi everybody and on my right president ceo and founding member of the tomaso champa fan club tiff hello (laughs) So we're going to, and today's going to be a very, very special day because not only is it our first official episode, yay! Yay! Uh, this is a lot of tries, you guys. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> we've, uh, we've officially lost count on how many, yeah. how many. <laughs> um, but today marks the return of the uh, King of the Ring tournament. So before we jump into that, uh, we're going to talk about some... Indie news with our very own indie darling, Nicole. So, Nicole, what's been going on in the world of indie wrestling? Um, there's, I mean, it was a little bit of a slow or a big weekend. It's like um, indie and other promotions. So, um, obviously, Impact had a, for their weekly show, it was actually really good. Just finally watched it last night. Um, where we had the main event was Sammy. Um, Sammy Hallican, um, Hallahan, apparently I can't say his name, <laughs> versus uh, with Dave Chris, the new um, X Division champion, versus Tommy Dreamer and Tessa Blanchard. And also, um, Tommy had this really great pump, um, puffer up speech to Tessa, which is on Impact's um, YouTube channel. And you guys should really check it out. It was really sweet. And Tessa won via pinfall against Dave Chris. So I think she should honestly also get a crack at the X Division champion. I don't know. I know Impact Impact is really going all in with showing um, how equal they the women are to their male counterparts. So I think this is a good way to start segueing them into being able to win um, the men's championships at well. I think that should also be a thing. Mm-hmm. That'll be cool. Um, some, some other highlights was um, the continued storyline with Eddie Edwards, um, Ace Austin, and Alicia with Ace um, on his, I want to say, little mission of trying to get Alicia, um, Eddie Edwards' wife, to eventually sleep with him. Oh my God. But Ace Austin looks like a little mouse, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's a really good wrestler, but he's a little mousy to me. So I don't know how that's. It's just it's kind of a weird storyline because I can't because I can't picture Eddie Edwards in a storyline. So it just kind of takes me out. <laughs> I feel like if it was like someone else, I'd be like, oh, I'm so into it because I always I'm trashy, so I like stories. Uh, uh, I like storylines <laughs> like that. <laughs> but it's just 
the people involved is just taking me out of it. So it's just a little odd to me. Ace Austin reminds me if if you don't know what Ace Austin looks like, he looks like if someone took Pete Dunn, put him in the dryer on the hottest setting possible, and when you took him out, he drank. <laughs> That's what Austin looks like to me. Yeah. And I know his character is supposed to be like this little fucking jerk off. He's a really good wrestler, mm-hmm. though. So we are putting, like, he is a very good wrestler, but his character, I just don't connect with it very well. Ew, I just Googled him. I don't, I don't like. <laughs> I don't like. And then um, our other highlights is literally my favorite. Um, Impact Women's Champ, um, Impact Knockout Champion, and forever Taya Valkyrie against um, Jessica Havoc, but they just call her Havoc in Impact for some reason. That is a scary one. There. Um, yeah, she is. I would never want to mess with Havoc or Taya Valkyrie because she's also a badass bitch. Uh-huh. But they um, they were having a match, and then it was interrupted by Sue Young and her little undead friends. <laughs> So, and it's also starts um, with starting the feud with Sue Young and Havoc, which I'm excited to see, even though I'm a little scared of Sue Young. <laughs> Other highlights was Madison Rain and Kira Hogan versus Jordan Grace and Lex Nicole, which was it was a decent tag team match. Um, it was also it was all the interruptions today. It was also interrupted by. Uh, well, wasn't interrupted, but Rosemary came in to save Jordan Grace and um, Alexa Nicole after they were getting their asses beat by Kira and Madison, mm-hmm. which was, you know, was fun. Um, also, there was a follow Bob versus Moose, which uh, Moose won via pinfall. Rascals um, versus Rich Swan and. Willie Mack and RVD, and that was also another okay match. Was it anything super to write home about? And that's it for Impact. Um, also, the start of the Super J Cup, um, I think it kind of gets overshadowed by um, New Japan's also tournaments. I've always liked Super J Cup a little bit more because mm-hmm. it's the junior heavyweights so junior heavyweights is that sort of leading towards what I describe is a little bit of a heavier cruiserweight slash cruiserweight so always and get super excited for the Super J Cup um weird enough TJP is in it really I didn't know he was even signed to New Japan until I saw the bracket for it and I was just very confused was <laughs> Impact just like a couple months ago? Like, yeah, he had one match in Impact, and then like he just disappeared into like the another realm of he's gone of wrestling. Poor mm-hmm. And then he just showed he's he's just very I don't know what he's doing. He's very also very talented as well. I have no idea what kind of direction he wants to go with his career, but I think he should just show showcase himself a little bit more. I think he'd do very well at Impact, so that's why I was kind of um, sad to see that it really go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. I heard his well, also, in the way, though. Like, I heard he's very full of himself. Yeah, I mean, but that's about 50% of wrestlers now anyway, that's so... 
Um, and just also a cre- uh, quick recap of MLW, <clears throat> which I, starting today, I will not watch anymore until they fire Jim Cornette. So. Okay. So, long story short, he called um, Jordan Grace a butterface, and I'm not okay with that. So. And I'm sick of his shitty behavior. So, again, I'm not watching it. What? anymore until he's gone. Okay, wait. So Jordan Grace, I'm assuming, is a lady? It's it's a female wrestler? Yes. And she's a female wrestler and he called her a butterface? Yes. She's she's a bigger girl. So that's also... Wow. That's why uh, other people also got very upset about that context as well. Jim Cornette. I think Jordan Jim Cornette needs to be worried about his own face. Um, cause <laughs> he's not exactly attractive. Like, exactly. let's just keep so going with funky. Know. Like, just just sit down. I don't and know. Like, tell us about the Rock and Roll Express for like the umpteenth time again. <laughs> no, like after that crap he said about Sunny Kiss. I mean, he said like stuff about like, oh, he I mean, he's he's that old Southern white guy that you're just like, okay, whatever, racist grandpa, just sit there and eat your oatmeal, you know, and. Uh, he, I mean, he says some stuff but with me. It's when he said that stuff about Sonny Kiss, and then he's the one who ended up getting Sammy Callahan fired from M- MLW because Sammy's friends with Sonny Kiss, and he spit on Jim Cornette's face. And a lot of people are like, well, funny. I mean, that wasn't just about Sonny Kiss either. He said about stuff about Nyla Rose. He um he didn't know exactly what to call Nyla. But she's a woman. She transitions. She's a woman. So he said some disparaging things about Nyla and about Sunny. But it was um, both of them were disgusting. Like he says that people just skin. So I mean, he's gonna say controversial which is, shit. Which is funny because if you say something bad about all the old back in my day, he fucking. He literally had a meltdown, and this is the last we're going to talk about Jim Cornette, but he literally had a meltdown, like a legitimate meltdown on um, Twitter a few days ago, and Ryan Satin isn't my favorite person in the world either, but at least he's not a piece of shit, but um, Jim Cornette (laughs) said something, and then Ryan was just trying to have like an open dialogue with them. And he was like, okay, well, what is your actual viewpoint? And he's just, like, go on this huge rant about, like, how stupid, like, certain types of wrestling is and blah, 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 blah. And Ryan was like, why are you so fucking... He's like, why are you so upset? Like, I'm just trying to have, like, an open platform and, like, see what your point of view is. Like, I don't understand... And then Jim's like, you're the fucking problem and all these fucking, all these, it was just so stupid. I'm like, God, you are really fucking losing it. (sighs) I can't. I don't have, at this point, it's it's above me. I don't care. He's going to say what he wants to say. Yeah, and I blocked him. him I was like, I don't want to see any of his shit. Like, there's no reason to give him any attention. Just let it, let that shit die right along with him. And that's what we will add about Jim Cornette. The shitty thing about Cornette is that, like, 
he is the kind of guy that you know you want to hear him talk about like wrestling back in the day and he has like that ama- basically a museum in his attic of like priceless wrestling historical artifacts pretty much i mean he has mm-hmm. a, a he has a paper or like a sign from rick flair's first ever wrestling show like when like his first show ever and i'm just like you know i'm like damn how come he has that no like because man he, he, he's a he's a big fan he's a fanboy he's like one of the He's just doing too much for me. I can't. I mean, I agree. All right. Um, any other uh, stuff going on in the indie world this, this weekend? Um, MLW had a really great episode. Uh, I'm just going to skim through what happened. So um, we had um, continued storyline of Conan. Um, the, um demanding certain things from Selena Dorenta since he um, stole her cell phone the previous episode and is inherently blackmailing her so I'm really interested wow and also I love Selena Dorenta she's she's amazing um and just not too much like Ace Warner um won his match via pinfall um, we had Marshall, um, we had Marshall Von Erich, um, came up with, um, God, why can't I think of his fucking name right now? <laughs> <laughs> it's good to see the Von Erichs back in wrestling, though. Like, okay, so no, we are, um, Marshall, um, update us about his uh, brother, I'm just we're just gonna blank on his name because I it's too early for me. <laughs> and um, from the attack that they received from Contra um, last week, um, the week prior, so um, just that, and they're gonna have hopefully another match soon. But yeah, it's great seeing the Von Eriks back in wrestling, and also I'm glad that they are in a promotion that is very flexible with their schedule. Um, because um, but because before they were actually approached by WWE, hmm. I think maybe about a year or two ago. But um, the reason that they didn't see the schedule is so rigorous, and they wanted to be able to spend as much time because they're they're all locate um, they're all located in Hawaii as of right now. Well, probably for forever. Yeah. And they didn't want to take too much time from their father, and they're also families that they both have there, so it's completely understandable. Especially with all of the things their um, family has been yeah. through. The the one wrestling family that is that that's royalty. You have the Rhodes, you have the Samoan Dynasty, and then the Von Erichs. Those are like the big three that I always think of. And then it's just sad because they just seem like just such nice people, and it's just so unfortunate. Just everything that's happened to them. But I'm so happy to see like they're in such good spirits, and and they're also very handsome. Like I don't know what kind of fucking gene pool they have over there, but <laughs> no, 
freaking boys. They're not. And I and it's and it's Ross. I forgot. Okay, finally came to me. But yeah, those are some very. Oh Lord. Well, um, but they are Von Eriks. Oh yeah, look good. Uh, there is. And Ring of Honor was shit, and that's <laughs> Ring of Honor was shit. <laughs> but I just want to ask real quick, because like I haven't watched Ring of Honor in years, and then we'll get on to King of the Ring here. What the hell happened with Ring of Honor? Because they used to be like the next big promotion. It was. It's just the last thought, which a while ago, because I, I was. It was suggested to me. The show was scaled back really small, like to the point where there were literally two rows of seats around the arena, um, and they were in a small venue. There was still plenty of room behind them to put seats back there. And they didn't have much going on except for the villain enterprises. And then Jay Lethal had got attacked that night. And that was all that I remember seeing. And I wasn't invested in what I saw. And I was just like, this is not my cup of tea. And after that, I just stopped watching it. It just seemed really, um, how can I put it nicely? <laughs> like, it just seemed... Like, it seemed really janky. Like, like the best way I could explain it was it just seemed very low budget, but still trying to be on a high profile at the same time. If that makes sense, it just I I, I just wasn't feeling it. Also, 2019. How does your company not have a women's division? So, regardless, technically does have a. They do. They have a women's of honors division, on which Kelly Klein is the champion. It's just they don't have enough people in there. Like their division. Uh, I mean, their roster itself is kind of small, but there's like almost. It's just yeah. It's just a lot, and also I think what really. It's just a lot of nothing that goes on, and. And I'm okay with the scale back. I honestly think if they filmed it correctly, the scale back will look really cool. Like, if you want to scale, if you want to scale back like that, do like do something cool, make it seem like like do a show inside of like a cool like an old factory or something. Make it look like super like very grungy. Have like a certain like aesthetic to it. You, if you want to scale back. Yeah, just yeah, just do something cool like that. Like that was one of my WWE ideas for them. Kind of like a, which I feel like someone would. Kind of like the way uh, Lucha Underground did it, where it actually felt like you were watching like an underground wrestling thing going on. Yeah, exactly. Like it looked like they just overtook some building for the night, set up a fucking ring. Grab some fold out, um, told people to show up with fold out chairs, and it just looks so fucking cool. And I mm-hmm. think that's what they need to do if they want to scale back like that. Because Lucha Underground it didn't look like that. I think they maybe had probably like a hundred people, if not a little bit more. Well, yeah, they had they had they had a small audience, but it looked like it just felt cool to watch it it just looked 
it, the setup for it was nice. The way that they filmed it was nice. It kind of looked like you were watching a movie. Yeah. Of wrestling. That's what it reminded me of a lot. But with Ring of Honor, it's not like that at all. The house lights are up really high. You can see everything. The floor behind them. The ring is super close. The fans close to the ring. Damn near sitting at the edge of the apron. That that's that's how close they are, and the house lights are up high, so you can see everything behind them. And I'm like, why not make this like a closed set? Like turn down these lights, focus solely on the ring itself. It just seems like you're trying to do big things for a small promotion, and it it looks out of order. It doesn't look right. Which that'd be so dope if they did something. Oh, like also, that. like Lucha Underground, the tickets were like super hard to get because they would film like one month their whole season. And I tried to get tickets when they were filming their last season, and it's like sold out, sold out. Like, like you sold out. Like every show was sold out. And exactly, and that creates high yeah, demand. Online. Yeah. If you are listening, production crew of Lucha Underground, please bring it back. I am more entertained by one hour of Lucha Underground than I am by three hours of Monday Night Raw. Somebody's got to fund it if you wanted to bring it back. Maybe Ring of Honor could turn into Lucha Underground. I don't know. I got five bucks. Somebody to needs to do something. Five bucks. Well, somebody got to do the I got it. I miss Lucha Underground so, so Please come much. back to Lucha Underground. I, uh, <laughs> please. Save well, us. Well, if you want to watch the old episodes of Lucha Underground, you can always sign up for 2B TV. 2B TV has it all, so you can always just reminisce, I guess. Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> uh, one more thing I want to ask you about the indies, and then we'll move on to uh, Ring of Honor. So, um, me and Nicole are huge fans of John Moxley. And I shared a video with her this weekend of him and Pentagon Jr. having a match. And during the match, um, not sure if this was planned or not, but Mox grabs Pentagon's mask, yanks it off. You see his face for a couple of seconds before he covers it, which from what I saw, he is not Mm -hmm. a bad dude. And um, got the win. Now... Luchador Wrestling, they are very, very strict on tradition. You don't remove the mask, like, at all. Like, who's the guy? Um, I can't think of his name now. Santo? Yeah, he was buried in his mask. He was a world-famous Luchador. When he died, he was buried in his mask. Like, when he went out in public, he never went without his mask on. Or his mask, he always wore it. So they are very, I mean, the mask... A lot of Luchadors do that. And it's like when Rey Mysterio or any guy in WCW who's a luchador lost their mask, that's why they didn't get it back. Well, in Rey's case, he went to WWE and got it back. But like Juventud Guerrero never put his mask back on, even though I wish he did. Oh. <laughs> and then, you know, but in, like, um, I told Tiff, Andrade used to wrestle in AAA and he had a loser loses their mask match. And that was when he got signed to the WWE. So of course he was losing it. But. I I want to know your opinion on Mox ripping off the mask. Do you think it was planned? Do you think it was an actual legit surprise? Or do you think it's distasteful? What do you- 
Um, I very um, because that's like one of the um types of wrestling I grew up on was luchador wrestling. Cause that's what I used to watch on Telemundo and obviously, and then the town that I grew up is majority of the population is Hispanic. So it's something I was very exposed to. I got kind of upset. I'm not going to lie when I first saw it because just so much history that's in being a luchador and how so much pride not only for their family and their community and what they do and speaking of lucha if you want to watch like a really accessible um i would say like mini doc about um luchador if there's a really great um uh, mexican wrestler episode of the wrestler which is on viceland and phoenix is also in it and also pentagon is featured briefly as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping it was planned. If not, I'd be really, really looking at John Sideways because that's not okay. Especially something it's sacred at someone's mask. Mm-hmm. So my opinion is, unless I, um, that's just how I feel. If it was an accident, I mean, if it was um, something that. Pentagon okay, even though I have mixed feelings about it, as long as he's okay with it, whatever. Mm-hmm. But if it's something that he just did out the blue, that's not fucking okay to me. Yeah. Dave. <clears throat> and I will give him a swift kick in the skin <laughs> when I see him. <laughs> well, Tiff, what do you think? I know you're new to Lucha Libre wrestling and all that, but what do you think of the whole mask thing? Do you think it was a work, or do you think it was planned, or is Box really going that extra mile to be a douchebag? Um, I'm new to it from watching a full promotion of it. Like, I've seen Luchadors before, um, but this, this kind of thing I've always detested. I don't like the cheap heat. Mm-hmm. Um, they do it a lot in WWE with Rey Mysterio and his mask, which I'm sure he agrees to do. But at the same time, I find it to be very distasteful, and um, it, it's just not—it's not—it's not good heat. It's—it's it's cheap heat, and it just seems lazy to me. And it's one of the easiest things you could do to a luchador, and one of the most disrespectful. You know how they are about their their mass. It's a part of them, and for you to destroy that—that that means you have no respect for the culture, their tradition, and you have no respect for the man, and that. I don't like um, in regards to Moxley and um, Pentagon Jr. I don't know from the clip I saw it looked like Pentagon Jr. didn't know that this was going to happen but he at the same time it's like he had to know you know what I mean because of the way that they do things when they wrestle and I was just like oh I, I just didn't like it it looked I'll put it this way they if it was if it was planned and they worked this out step by step it looked real because Pentagon Jr. did not get his hands up fast enough for people not to see his face right so it was just like oh, my mask is gone and then he put his hands up and then I was just like oh like hmm Moxley you're an asshole for that like you you could have did anything like but I guess if, if that's how they wanted to structure it to make it 
interesting, whatever. But for me, that's cheap heat, and it's it's just distasteful. I don't like it. Well, they also going back to Lucha Underground again. Please come back and save us. Um, I have five dollars. I can get started for a Kickstarter to bring back Lucha Underground. Uh, that's a lot of. <laughs> And there too, like even I remember it was a match. It was like the bloodiest match in Lucha Underground history. It was Sexy Star versus Mariposa, and Sexy Star was bleeding, bloody, like everything. And they were Mariposa was tearing at her mask, and you could see Sexy Star trying. I'm, she's, I'm not a big fan of hers anymore, but you could see her trying to cover like any inch of skin. And they did that a lot too, like because they know the mask is like the first thing that it's like a they're shaming them, like your mask is destroyed. But I I don't know. It's yeah. Like, after you see it, when well, you see it one time and you see it a bunch of times, you're just like, come up with something new. Come on, this is tradition. It's on tradition. It's it's that cheap heat, and it's just ridiculous. It's it's unnecessary. That's my point. It's unnecessary. It doesn't need to happen. And they could figure out another way to do this. Like Moxley could have distracted the ref and did pull the Eddie Guerrero or something. Like it didn't have to be that. That always seems like something that is just, just it just goes too far for me. All right, Nicole. Uh, any other news from the indie world this weekend? Um, no, just like a bunch of smaller stuff. Um. We also, um, P, um, um, PW Revolver will be having, um, intergender wrestling tournament in Dayton, Ohio, coming up this Saturday. A trip! So, um, plans are looking that I'm still going. It's going to be, um, it looks really awesome. Just a couple people that will be there is Tessa Blanchard, Jimmy Havoc, and also it's just a good way to help show support and get things back on track for Dayton, Ohio. Yes. For obviously all of the yeah. horrible shooting that occurred a few weeks ago. So, and I think they're also going to do like little mini fundraiser at the show, for what I've been hearing. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's uh, cool. So, I really, hope, I really hope a good crowd turns out for that. Um, and you know, you have to- so also Sammy Callahan and Dave Chris will be there because they are for me. You gotta get me a picture of Sammy Callahan. Like, if I can't, if I still go, I'll get a picture. With thank them. you. You can just say, ha ha ha, I met your future husband, nana, 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 or something like that. <laughs> 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 All right, Nicole, thanks so much. Uh, care of any news this week. So let's go ahead and talk about King of the Ring. And it will come down to one one opponent from Raw and one opponent from SmackDown to go at it at Clash of Champions, which is uh, September 15th of this year. Uh, I find that kind of weird. It would be at Clash of Champions. Like, where did it make more sense to have it at Survivor Series? Or um, I don't the remember. tournament would have to be. They have to have more people in the tournament in order for it to yeah. go all the way to Survivor Series. So, but I understand what you mean because you're like both brands are going to be in it, and then you end at Clash of Champions. Shouldn't you end at Survivor Series with the two brands going at it 
We've got the King of the Ring bragging rights as well as the Grand Supremacy bragging rights. I think they're also trying not to make a King of the Ring of a brand versus brand thing and more so of uh, just who is the superior up-and-coming talent or who's the superior underdog talent or blah 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 i don't think it's they really want to do a brand versus brand thing mm-hmm. because of survivor series okay that makes but sense. wouldn't they have mixed the, the roster then because they've got it i think so it's that it's just, separate no i think they had it separate because it's just easier to for people to watch it but I low-key think that they should have not really had that class. What's in October? Do we know what's in October yet? Is it Hell in a Cell? It be Hell in a Cell that's in October. I would have made it a little bit bigger and had a couple guys from NXT and um, also 205 Live. Well, I mean... Uh, so... I'm actually pretty stoked because I remember when I was younger, King of the Ring was like one of the big things you look forward to, like in the year. It was like, uh, you know, it was kind of like you saw your dream matches, kind of like you would see people who weren't normally wrestling against each other and they would go and they would put on really great shows because honestly, I mean, they had, I mean, it's already predetermined who's going to win and, uh, but it's still cool seeing people spoil it for everybody. Yeah. Oh, I just think it's cool because there's there's some great matches going on here, and also the thing I always remembered about King of the Ring, like the winner that year, kind of set the pace for the company. Um, I remember what was it ninety five WWE was having their worst year ever, and the King of the Ring that year was Mabel. Anybody remember Mabel? Oh, oh my god. Big Daddy B, Viscera. Big Daddy oh, B, yes, yeah. yes. I yeah. forgot they named him. I forgot his name was Ma- was Mabel. Yeah. So Mabel was yeah. King of the Ring in 1995. And it was the worst financial mm-hmm. and... Uh, god, what was the other word? I was trying to sound like I was, I'm intelligent. Um, anyway. But it was like one of the worst... Worst years of WWE, attendance-wise, money-wise, everything across the board. And um, Mabel being King of the Ring, really, like this it just, it was horrible. And then I, and then the other one I remember, that I remember personally, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Because that's when he shook off the ringmaster gimmick and he did the infamous, you know, you have your Psalms and, you, and your Bible and your John 316, but Austin 316 says, I just whooped your ass. And that was like the birth of Austin. Yeah. And I remember watching that because I wanted Jake the Snake to win so bad because there's that redemption story behind you. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the two big ones I remember. But it's always like whoever won kind of set the tone for that year. Or they always hear mm. better things after that. Unless you're, you know, Wade Barrett and you're the last one and everyone blames you for King of the Ring failing. Uh, <laughs> I think some, I mean, Seamus was it before, and that was just, oh, God, that was It was awful. He was awful as the King of the Ring winner. He was, he was Seamus is the case of got pushed way too fast, way too soon. Um, 
two weeks. I mean, the, I think after Sheamus debuted, two weeks after he was WWE yeah. champion. Yeah, which is unfortunate because Sheamus is was very talented and ended up really growing on the mic as well. See? And I'm like, yeah, you guys fucked him all up. Yeah, yeah, they did. Literally. They did. Like, and then, and I like, I was shocked because I was like, well, John was willing. John was willing to be his patsy, you know, he was willing to let him put him over. And I was just like, damn, like if you had to gave Seamus enough time and just pushed him through slowly instead of just, you know, like gut punching everybody like that, I think Seamus probably would have had a much better career in terms of the heel persona that he had already had. It would have been able to be expanded. It would have been much more fun to watch him. But I just didn't like Seamus. I was just like, fuck him. Fuck his king shit. And I don't give a shit about none of that. Like, get off my TV screen. I I never saw anything, like, really special about him. To me, he was just, like, another big, like, brute powerhouse guy. Because, you know, he's like, oh, he's Irish hitter, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, I mean, I I think as I got older, Seamus grew on me. Because I think WWE pumped the brakes on him and then you, you didn't see him as much as on TV. And when you did, you were kind of impressed. And you're like, okay, now I want to see more Sheamus. Now give him, you know. Yeah. You, if they, they should have done it like US title or Intercontinental title. Let him have a ring with that. See how the fans respond to him. And then that. But I think they put their eggs in one basket. It's like the Great Collie. There's no reason the Great Collie should have ever been WWE champion. <laughs> I don't think the great Carly should have been a wrestler. <laughs> Let's just keep it all the way funky. Like, because he could barely stand up, let alone wrestle. So I was like, what the fuck are we watching? Like, why? I don't understand it. I'll never understand it. But it's like they have, they always want a guy who is massively large, like Andre the Giant. But Andre the Giant was one yes. of a kind. Then you have Big Show. He was still one of a kind. They they come in sparing motions, and you're trying to create it with this guy. This guy can't wrestle. The Greg Ali can't wrestle. I don't care what anybody says. He was never a character that people should watch. He was boring. He couldn't speak. And then they had Mahal as his handler when he first got mm-hmm. there. And... That shit sucked because Gender Mahal sucked. So I'm like, Are you-, you got two terrible people here and you're still trying to pull this bullshit through. I'm like, Don't the gender okay. test. <laughs> what? <laughs> people were like starting on like when you became when Gender Mahal was trying to be a thing and they're like, Don't hinder the gender. And I'm like, What the fuck? Ah, oh, fuck Gender Mahal. Fuck him. He's awesome. No. He is in, in the one thing about General Hall, I will say realistically, he is a very nice dude. And he has he's he's a nice looking man and he dresses so nice when he's so I oh my god the non-veiny muscle version of Jinder Mahal. But yeah, he No, I like his muscle. I like the fact that he's a big guy. I told you I like power. So I don't care. I I, I like the fact that he's a big guy with, with the muscular um, set up all of that. I like that, but his WWE persona is terrible, and his WWE championship run was yeah. abysmal. It it just it was terrible. No, Sorry. understandable. That was that was like one of those moments. I'm like, just, I never thought I would say it with that run. I'd be like, just give the belt back to Randy Orton, please. But, man, I never thought I would say that. 
so here's what's going on. We got the two brackets set up for Raw and SmackDown. And from what I'm looking at, there's no big monster dudes on this year's King of the Ring. So, um, which yeah. I'm very surprised about. Which is- yeah, because I thought Strowman would at least be a part of that. Yeah. Strowman is supposed to see. Here's the thing that kind of makes me concerned because allegedly rumors were Drew McIntyre was supposed to be Seth's next opponent, but now they're coming out saying that the WWE is ready to pull the trigger on Seth and Braun. And I'm like, just do something with them because I, I, he actually is entertaining. I would like to see Braun Strowman on my TV more than you know once a month. I don't want to see Braun Strowman going up against Seth Rollins. Do something. Make, try to make the Universal title interesting and that people actually give a shit about him. That's yeah. Take the belt off. Take the United States Championship off of AJ Styles and put AJ Styles up against Seth Rollins. That's a more entertaining match than to watch Strowman. Especially up as AJ. I think they should have saved it for when AJ became a heel. That was the point. Thank you. Because they already had him go up against Seth before. He was a face then. And it was a And they just... Yeah, they just had this, like, mutual respect thing, which it was a good match, but it was, like, the ticker to watching AJ turn. And then the ricochet thing is what flipped him all the way over with the, the um, with Gallows and Anderson. But it was just like, ooh, if you guys hadn't turned him then... And then had the battle with him and Seth Rollins. You could have elevated Seth Rollins then. And you would have put AJ Styles over at the same damn time. But you were so busy trying to do this whole thing with Corbin and Lacey Evans. And it was just like... Absolutely nowhere. (laughs) I, I don't mind Strowman not being a part of King in the Ring. I don't have a problem with that because the way that they've structured this, this actually has potential to be fun to watch with everybody that's going to be in it. So I don't mind that. But the way from what they said in the beginning, Strowman is supposed to turn heel and then become, um, you know, Seth Rollins' opponent. That's why he came out to kind of, you know, ease Seth Rollins' mind a little bit. So this is what I would have. Oh, Lord, here we go. If I was, so I would have, I don't know, whatever baby face at the time that they knew that they weren't going to have Seth drop the title to, I would have had him battle with a younger guy. I would have, mm-hmm. honestly, I would have had him go against Cedric. Yeah, that would have been cool. That been, because they were like, we're not going to joke. It was could have been, again, a mutual respect thing, and it could have meant a lot more because Here's this up and coming guy who fought tooth and nail in the Indies, got on the Cruiserweight um, Classic, won the Cruiserweight Championship at WrestleMania, was yeah. on 205 Live, and made his way to Raw. Mm-hmm. Perfect. There, that's your fucking story. <laughs> I figured now that AJ's now that AJ's a heel, okay, have him have them battle out. I would have AJ win. Mm. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Finn Balor comes out. And like, oh, oh my God, Lord you guys Jesus. are finally. And obviously this is not him accounting his break that he's on. Oh my God, the OC's back to, uh, whatever, club's back together. Everything's all good, blah, blah, blah. Have fucking 
Finn turn on yes! him. Yes! Beat the shit out of him. And then Gallows and start beating on AJ as well. Because that's that's the OG. Finn's the, Finn's the first leader. Mm. And have Finn go off and be like, what, do you, what did you think this was? And then have them have a go back and forth. Um, and not get the championship right away and finally give the inner um universal back to fit because he never as a, heel, as a heel i would not mind that because that'd be totally different and completely outside of the box and nobody would expect that yeah like who would that would be fucking awesome finn has since finn has been with wwe including nxt he has always been a face yeah. So no one would even think that. They're like, oh, this is so cute. Like, Finn's just coming. Um, it's just saying congratulations to AJ and blah, blah, blah. And then he just just beats the shit out of him. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen Finn as a as a heel except for when you... um um. So people sent me some stuff from YouTube. Yeah, He's from New vicious Japan, Prince. probably. He's a vicious vicious heel yeah and i i know that wwe probably won't let him go that far but i i want to see it i want to see what he's capable of outside of being a face i think leaving finn as a face is doing finn a disservice as a superstar i don't want to see it yeah because he's so convincing because it's like this cocky little fucking bastard want to see a heel demon that would be freaking awesome as shit i love his demon character that shit goes like you be watching it and he's all in when he does that character he's all in i'm like fuck yeah let's do this let's go because <laughs> you haven't seen a character like his in a long time where somebody actually shows up in full garb like that's undertaker yeah. shit you know what I'm saying? That's, that's old school Taker. The one who used to the yeah. Western mortician or like mortician guy. Yeah, where he Paul barely Bear. spoke. Like when he had Paul Bearer. You know what's really sad about that? I didn't get that joke for years. Neither did I. Years. <laughs> and I mean like I was in my 20s. Oh my god. <laughs> I I didn't realize it till I went to a funeral and they're like, okay, it's time for the Paul Bears. I'm like, wait, Paul Bears here? And then I say like, oh, wow. I'm, I'm an idiot. I'm just going to sink down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is why they call me the hot mess, okay? <laughs> we love it. It's fine. I will be taking King of the Ring bets via Twitter. <laughs> If anyone's interested, my brother <laughs> used to make so much money off a of King of the Ring bets. Damn. Man. Well, let's see if what these guys are good, and then uh, we'll see if we can start underground betting. And I'm actually looking forward to all four of these. Well, maybe four, all four, who knows. Uh, first one is Cesaro versus Samoa Joe. Second mm-hmm. one is Ricochet versus Drew McIntyre. 
the third match is the one I'm looking forward to the most. Cedric Alexander versus Sami Zayn. And then the fourth one is going to be The Miz and Baron Corbin. On SmackDown, it will be Kevin Owens versus Elias. Ali versus Buddy Murphy. Chad Gable versus Shelton Benjamin, which is kind of awkward to me. And the fourth is Apollo mm-hmm. Crews versus Andrade. So this thing- Okay, so out of the Joe and... The Samoa Joe versus Cesaro match. We got oh man, so hard. I gotta go with Joe. He's he's gonna be pushed. I'm going Joe. Oh man. I want <laughs> this is like picking children. I know. So, I'm so mad at them because especially the SmackDown side, I'm like, you motherfucking fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> how you really feel no this king of the ring is dope though it's not bad they really so much (sighs) you put him against it (laughs) well come on like what if Apollo Crews wins you you know how fucking shook I'd be (laughs) <laughs> I love Andrade too so that's why I said it's like ch- picking my children this is so hard I um, actually provide like this I think this was hella smart yeah, I'm going with Samoa okay. Joe though Samoa Joe yeah. is my pick all right, so all three of us is for Samoa Joe oh my god I just realized they're mm-hmm. going to sell out TNA oh god Jesus, I'm amused by the littlest of things okay second, uh, second <laughs> John Rock yeah Ricochet versus Drew McIntyre. I'm going with Ricochet because they are going to push, 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 push Ricochet. I'm going McIntyre. Yeah, I'm going Ricochet. Really? I'm picking McIntyre for this one. Oh. All right. Nicole? I don't think I don't think Ricochet is going to beat uh, McIntyre. It's no shade. But McIntyre needs to push over Ricochet. Ricochet doesn't need anything. Um, I'm gonna go Ricochet because, again, I like Ricochet a lot. Also, he is relatable, blah blah, blah, and also, um, very high up on him backstage apparently. So I, I would be shocked, but also I wouldn't be shocked if that makes sense if he, he won. All right. Right, now, this is the one I'm going to have a hard time with. We got Cedric Alexander versus Sami Zayn. Two great athletes in their prime. Because when Sami can actual put, actually put on a match, Sami can go. And the same with Cedric. So I'm, I'm kind of torn on this one because I want both of them to win. But either way, I wouldn't be mad of whoever who wants. I'm going Cedric Alexander. Yeah, I'm going Cedric now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, know I know Cedric's gonna win but at the same time I just, oh, come on let Timmy Zane actually showcase his talent for once not right. under this stupid ass persona he has that persona is horrible and until they change that I ain't picking shit that have to do with Sammy Zane fuck him and he's like that Scott kid that you knew all through high school and then one day he just all of a sudden starts listening to hardcore New York punk bands, and you're like, dude, 
weren't you just playing trumpet in like the local five ska bands that we have? Nah, I've always been a trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone heard that? Um, also. No. <laughs> also, quick shout out to Cedric's um, awesome wife, um, Ariel Monroe, who's tearing it up on the Indies right now. Um, yeah, she's amazing. Everyone, check her out. Will do. So, also, I want Cedric win for his to also win for his household. Yeah, because I just really <laughs> like her. Again, I'm not gonna be disappointed. <laughs> I'm not gonna be disappointed. <laughs> Like, honestly, I just want to see a good match between these two. And then I'm going to call this the buffer match. Uh, it seems like something WWE Universe mode would do in the game. We have The Miz versus Baron Corbin. <laughs> it's, just a fu- it's when you hit fucking random for Survivor Series. Yeah. Team. <laughs> and these things are going to be. I would never vote <laughs> a fucking Baron Corbin. No, Miz is going to win that match. If he I, doesn't, then I fucking quit. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I have my own issues with Baron Corbin. I, I Okay, not him in general. This will be another episode. I have a problem with Baron Corbin's fans. Baron Corbin, from what I've seen, like on Instagram and Twitter, he's a pretty chill guy. He's very cool. Like I would actually hang out with him in real life. He seems like a pretty like that guy. He's always he's barking. Nice. You know, he's, he's always nice barking. Dude. I don't have an issue with Baron Corbin, but I have an issue with his fans. He- Boy, you are not entertaining to watch at all. You look like you're about to go to your shift at Applebee's. <laughs> Applebee's. They don't dress that nice at Applebee's. That's a Carabas outfit. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> oh my god! Oh my lord! All right, so we're all over the shit. Hell yeah, yeah. I the bad Corbin. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Actually, okay. Um, I want the Miz to win. First, but I think Miz might lose, so he can have a he can actually finally have a match with Dolph Ziggler at a pay per view. But no one wants to see that again, though. I know nobody wants to see it, but you know how things go. So, if Miz, Miz loses... Oh, speaking of that, did you see, like, his weird... Dolph's, like, weird tweets to... To Romans. Yeah, did you see that? <laughs> he literally said, um, prayers up for Roman Reigns. I mean, he didn't get attacked by Shawn Michaels and, um... He didn't get attacked by um, Maurice's husband. He never even called the Miz by his name. He called him Maurice's wow. husband. And then he says something to the effect of, and then gets speared by the brute Goldberg. But, you know, prayers up to him. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, why are you such a douche? What is going on? Oh, you okay, you know what? We got Dol- we gotta give Dolph a little bit of a pass because the dude did allegedly sleep with Amy Schumer. So, I mean... What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> Maybe 
piece. We gotta give him a little bit. <laughs> he is really that messed up in the head. I don't know. Oh my god. What's wrong with Amy? I know Amy's doing it funny. But like, so? What's wrong with that? Stop, like Amy Schumer. You can edit that part out there. <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> that was classic. I'm keeping that in there. <laughs> All right. So here on SmackDown, and I cannot hear anyone on SmackDown complain about Roman Reigns because Roman Reigns is not in the King of the Ring tournament. So let's start that off real quick. They can't complain about mm-hmm. that. Roman's not in here. I don't know what they're planning on doing with Roman, if he's still kind of like in a part-time basis due to his health. But Roman Reigns is not anywhere near the King of the Ring, so I don't want to hear anybody bitching about Roman in this tournament. Okay, so the first match we have for SmackDown is Kevin Owens versus Elias. You know Shane is going to be You know he is. I'm going Elias just off of that alone. I think um, Shane McMahon is going to call Kevin that match. They're going to have another match at the pay-per-view in October. I don't think it's going to be at Clash of Champions. So, I am going Elias on this one. Elias is going to take that match. All right. Um, I got to go with Kevin Owens. I just think because the momentum he's on right now, even like if he gets knocked out in the second round, he at least put one of Shane's, another one of Shane's cronies down. Oh, I'm just, oh my god. Shake it off the TV. Stop. Nicole's just so bad. <laughs> Shit. Jesus Christ, Steph. Go lock your brother in a fucking basement again or something. For fuck's sakes. Get him off my TV. Just <laughs> Even your categories. My categories. Yeah. <laughs> Rory also agrees. Alright. Seth. I'm calling her Seth. Steph, save us. I'm going to tweet that every day until she shows back up on TV. You know, I'm not a big fan of Stephanie McMahon, but at least when she is in a heel persona, she actually has character. Like, you love to hate her. And she plays it up good. Shane is just annoying, and he needs to go away. And the weird-ass fan fiction can go with him. Just saying. Oh, oh God, no. We're not going down that road. Not today, today. not today. It's today. No. <laughs> That's a whole other episode. I already have three episodes lined up. That freaked me out the last time. I, I can't do it. No, we're going to go down that rabbit hole because I got exposed to it. So everyone, that's like oh, what I do in the CK no. things <laughs> in the group chat. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm with me. <laughs> All right. So who do you got, Nicole? Kevin Owens or Elias? Kevin Owens because goddamn. Well, Elias is twenty four seven champion right now. Um, I know. I don't think they know what to do with Elias. I don't want him to go any farther in the tournament. Right. Quite honestly, I think they need to figure out what they want to do with him as a character. I dig it. And we work him a little bit before they start doing like any extreme pushes with him. And also, KO is hot right now. Besides Becky and um, Sasha, and yeah, like why wouldn't you? 
push Kale. He's my pick to win the whole tournament anyway, so. Okay, right. and, okay so we got that. And then the match on SmackDown, I'm actually looking forward to. Well, one, of, two, one of the two. Um, Ali versus Buddy Murphy. I'm going Ali. Me too. Ali needs it. He deserves it. Poor thing. He got. He got. No shade to Buddy Murphy though. Like I think Buddy Murphy yeah, is a I great competitor. But I don't see Ali not winning that match. I think Buddy Murphy's unfortunately going to be that stepping stone to Ali getting further in that tournament. Yeah, but Buddy Murphy's been on like actual TV like lately due to his whole involvement. With uh, the Roman Daniel Bryan thing, and that's got to be awesome for his career. And all he did was just the camera was catching him at the right angle at the right time, and everyone was like, "Bunny Murphy did it!" So, right, like that was a total accident. That was a total so accident. Cool that they did something with that, though. I'm very shocked by it. Well, maybe they just they saw the fan like support, and they're like, "Hey, let's go with this." But you know what? Like, I hate to say it, and I'm probably gonna get a lot of hate for it. But last week, when Roman and Buddy Murphy had that match, that was probably one of the biggest matches of Buddy Murphy's WWE career so far. No, it actually is. So, There's no shaking yeah. him. You know what? Props to Roman. That was one of... That's one of Roman's best matches of his career. Yeah. It was. It was. Oh, God. When, when, so, Roman, when Roman missed and, the drive-by and he hit his back on that mat. Oh, my God. Oh, it was just it was such a good match. It was like so. I was just so proud of both of them, honestly. Mm-hmm. So, but oh. I'm also going with Ali because oh my god, that poor boy missed out on the elimination chamber because of his yeah. injuries. Um, and a possible title should of yes. Then Kofi ended up actually winning the title. Um, and then Money in the Bank. Uh, just screwed him over in ah, the bay. He was five seconds away. You oh, he! I, I'm not shit. I would have been like, "Fuck y'all!" I would unhook it. I'm right here. Yep, yep. <laughs> I would unhook it. I don't care. Y'all ain't gonna fire me. I'm in a contract. I'd sue you. I'm game. I would fucking unhook it. <laughs> in the yep. he better the rights. <laughs> He way better. He would have got the third time. Like was, the only thing they could do is take it from you. It would have been a better angle, and it would have been at least a little bit, you know, a little bit more entertaining to watch than to just watch Brock Lesnar yeah. and walk out there and take it. Like if I was in the Money in a Bank and like Alexa Bliss walks her happy ass, and she was supposed to be getting it, I would have unhooked it. Yep. And I would walk to my back and get my ass backstage and laugh. I'm like, I would just not <laughs> <can't> see me. <laughs> I, I would have. I would have done the hand thing and everything and took my hurry up and took my ass home. It's on TV. It's already done. Like, Stone Cold used to do a lot of stuff that wasn't scripted. Oh, yeah, the whole finger, the flipping the bird. I mean, like, that was, they told him to stop doing it. And he was like, nope. Yeah, keep doing it. Could you imagine how many phone calls from Mark Carano you would get if you did something like that? Ask me. He'd have a. Ask me if I care, Mark, because my name's trending on Twitter, and I've already been hit up by most major indie promotions to pay me more in one show than WWE does in two. Just saying. Oh, facts. Just saying. 
At least that's what Pac said, according to him. All right, so another, the other athletic match that I'm really looking forward to is Shelton Benjamin versus Chad Gable. I have not seen Chad Gable on TV in many, many months, like almost a year to me. Um, Shelton Benjamin, always a pleasure to watch, and I think these two will really bring a great athletic match. And it's kind of the same way with the Cedric Sammy match. I don't care who wins as long as it's a good match, if that makes sense. I don't like the um, Shelton Benjamin, so I'm going Chad Gable. Um, Chad Gable had um, a very not enough people seeing this match. And I also, if you don't watch 205 Live, please watch it. It's so good. Not enough people have eyes, and if I, again, if I was WWE, y'all should hire me. I would have shit right in order. If I was WWE, I would put 205 Live on TV instead of NXT. Exactly. Exactly. But um, Chad Gable had this amazing um, clinic of a match between him and gentleman Jack um, Gallagher, and it was just phenomenal and to quote AJ Styles but honestly if you haven't seen it please please check it out on the network it's amazing that was like one of the best WWE production matches I I've seen in a very 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 long time and get him a new render. Chad Gable. Um, Chad Gable hasn't had that long hair in months. Come the fuck on now. So y'all are both going. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> y'all are both going for Chad Lazy. Gable. Hey, I'm going Chad. I, I just have no. I have no horse. Chad. I. I want both of them. I just want to see a good match between both of them. Yeah, and if they really wanted to pull the trigger on Shelton, they should have done it years ago when him and Brock first got mm-hmm. there. So he's I love Shelton, but I don't I don't see him going past this round on just on those facts too. That's a that's a story for another day here. Uh, we can, right. We can talk about that too. I man, I'm just coming up with ideas. Alright, and then the last match, I'm not even mad. Apollo Crews versus Andrea. Um, oh. Oh. I, I love watching Apollo. I'm going Andrade. I think Andrade is going to win, though. But how big of an upset would that be, though? If Apollo oh Crews was God. able to pull out the win over Andrade, or if some weird shit like Rey Mysterio cost Andrade this win, that would be dope. Like, I still wouldn't mind that. Uh, I can't. Um, <laughs> you can be neutral. She's so upset. <laughs> if you want to be neutral, kind of like how long... I'll be uh, neutral. I'm, I'm neutral. I can't. I can't. So every round... Um, what? It's going to be a good match because... You know, Andra- uh, there's Lelina's going to be outside, but you don't know if Mysterio's going to get involved and cost it. And, you know, maybe... I mean, Savio Vega did go the distance one year, just saying. Oh, Jesus. Well, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Savio Vega made it to, like, the quarter semifinals or something like that, and he was, like... It was it was a while back, but uh, Savio Vega went the distance. So you, you never know. But if you want to claim neutrality on this one, you can claim neutrality on it. She already did. 
Okay. So Nicole is neutral. <laughs> Be an adult and pick one. Not oh that God. hard. And I just oh. <laughs> whatever. Nicole I'm gonna pick Apollo. Apollo. Okay. We got our picks for King of the Ring. And around this time we'll usually do our we do a weekly segment called Top Five. Um but since we really didn't want to sit back and watch a lot of King of the Rings, because, you know, Harley Race was the first one, Stone Cold's the most known, all that, uh, I am going to do a quick thing, or call it it, the lightning round. Um, we each get two minutes to make a point, whether or not whether whether we agree or not, or anything, this is strictly us. Uh, so now there are rumors going along with the women's evolution in WWE, which is about 20 years behind, if you ask me. They are going to do a Queen of the Ring tournament shortly after the King of the Ring. So everybody gets two minutes. Mm -hmm. You can say if that's a good idea, a bad idea, who do you think should be in there, whatever your heart says, and whoever wants to go first, just first. Of course, I think it's a good idea. Who the fuck do you think I am? Um, Also, it should be a mix of like the Mae Young Classic it should be a mix I honestly would be cool if they were able to get some indie people on there like they do for Mae Young Classic obviously they probably they might not win depending on who it is but I think it should be a mix of current roster um people who um indie signs um people who are in the indies and um both nxt brands so you can get a wide variety of the type of women's wrestling that the wwe has on the main roster what they're showcasing on both nxt brands and what's out throughout the rest of the world i think it'd be a really cool because i don't know what they're i know they said they're apparently doing the may young classic this year it's fucking August, so who knows? But it, just in case, I think they should mix indies. But um, who I think should win? God, that's hard. Um, honestly, if Sasha doesn't get the belt dropped to her from Becky, she should win this Queen in a Ring if they have it. And Or if you're a real big nostalgia person, it, sh- um, it could be Natty. I think that'd be very awesome for the heart legacy mm-hmm. and that's it um i think queen of the ring is an awesome idea um i think that they should include it should be cross-branded i think the nxt would well round would round out that cast of um the women especially with the women's division being so sparse on raw and smackdown i also don't mind natalia actually winning the very first queen of the ring um just don't make it super obvious. Um, don't put her up against like, you know, like put her in a ring with like Dana Brooke and then give her Sarah Logan after that. You know, make it so that it, it's competitive and it looks fun. And you can't tell who's gonna win, but it looks like like in the end Natalia would be the winner. Um, especially after that amazing match she put on with Becky at SummerSlam. I just think that overall Natalia being the trainer of pretty much everybody who comes in female-wise, I think giving her that moniker is well beyond due. So I wouldn't mind Natty winning. Um, if Natty couldn't win, um, and um, I just want to see, I want to see a clean 
tournament. I don't want to see any, any bullshit matchups. Like they have the men's tournament set up where you've got people skill wise, everybody in that tournament is worthy. Do you understand what I'm saying? Everybody on the roster pretty much for the women is injured. So it's a very small roster. I just want to see what they're going to do with it. They're supposed to culminate it at the Evolution 2 pay-per-view, which is supposed to be in November this year. At least that's the rumor. But I wouldn't mind seeing it. I definitely would love to see a Queen of the Ring. I am going to have to be the opposite. Um, I actually don't want to see a Queen of the, Queen of the Ring right now. Would it be cool? Would it be cool later on in the future? Yes, and here's just my reason why, real quick, okay? The the everyone's out injured. You know, they they need to besides the injuries, they need to get the people who they do have, they need to start on the matches again. I don't want to see two minute squash matches. I want to see Sarah Logan. I want to see Liv Morgan. I want to see Naomi. I want to see Zelina Russell again. I want to see more women matches. I don't want to see Asuka and Kyrie Singh just as a tag team. I want to see them, I probably said her last name wrong, but I want to see them wrestle as separates. And, excuse me, uh, and I'm sorry, we all are going, we all know who's going to win Queen of the Ring. It would be Charlotte. She would be the inaugural Queen of the Ring. And it would be a shocker to absolutely no one because, you know, they're going to want to build it up. And who else but Charlotte, in their in the WWE's opinion, is that. And we're not even sure if we're going to get an Evolution 2 this year. If, and, you know, if they do, like, is it going to be slap dash and have the Bellas in the main event again or what the deal is? But they need to get their shit together again. Focus on building the women's division, giving them more matches because there was a while... When women division matches, there were more women matches on SmackDown than there were men men uh, matches. So whatever they were doing a year ago, they need to get on their shit again. And then once that starts becoming more of a thing, then do Queen of the Ring. But until then, uh, not not my opinion. Nope. I can understand that. I can respect that, but I still I still want to see it. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our lightning round. Um, I, I'm going to do our, anybody else got anything they want to spawn out real quick before we head out? No. No. I ranted a lot today. <laughs> that's not normal, guys. Sorry. But, well, right now, like I said, guys, we are starting slow. We actually are working on getting social media up and running right now. So follow our podcast for anything new. Um, anything that we mentioned is not sponsored yet, um, but if you do want to sponsor us, we wouldn't we wouldn't mind the money because that would everything we would make would go back into making our show better. And uh, <laughs> so again, thank you so much for listening to the debut episode of Down for the Count. I'm excited to see where everything's going to go from here. Um, again, as always, let us follow us here. Let us know what you want to hear us talk about. Do you have an idea or topic that you want to hear us into? Because women have a voice in the wrestling world as well as guys. And we just want to be heard as much as everybody else. So I'm Alexis. I'm Tiffany. I'm Nicole. And again, thank you so much for listening to Down for the Count.